Hello and welcome to episode 256 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And today we're talking about the first set I actually drafted, which is Cons of Tarkir. And we're going to talk about the remaster, which mostly just seems like it is Cons of Tarkir. Except missing some cards. I'm figuring out what, what, I don't know what it's missing, but yeah, it's missing a few things. Zom- Zombie Fish isn't there. Zombie Fish is from Fate Reforged. Oh, well, that's why it's not there. <laughs> it is. <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. It is. Zombie Fish is from Fate Reforged. <laughs> why is it not here? It's the wrong set. Um, I don't know why I was under the impression this was a remastered set. I Because they've not just put a regular set onto Arena. Yeah. Right, they remastered Shadows. They remastered... Uh, Amonkhet, Kaladesh. Amonkhet, Kaladesh. Yeah. Um, yeah, Shadows, Amonkhet, Kaladesh. They remastered all of them. And then cons are just like, here's just no, cons. Ju- just cons. So um, we're going to talk about the draft format some. So this is coming to Arena. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so if you have any thoughts, suggestions, questions, you can get us on social media, media Facebook, Discord, the artist formerly known as Twitter. Yeah. Um, all these things, uh, email, all those links are in the description below. Yeah. Hit us up. If there's anything in particular you want us to talk about, uh, even though we've had a lot of news lately, I have a feeling it's going to slow down over the holidays. So if there's anything you want discussed, now it's your chance. Uh, if you're looking to support the show, there's a couple ways you can do it. The first is with our TCG player affiliate link, casualtryhard.com slash TCG. Follow that link on over to TCG Player. Do your shopping, buy whatever singles you're going to buy, and uh, help support the show at the same time. It doesn't cost you guys anything extra to use that link, and it really helps us out. If you're looking to support us more directly, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg is where you can do that. Uh, Patrons get access to our show notes. You get about another hour's worth of content out of us in the form of a pre-show, and you get put on my mailing list when I have something to send out to you. So if any of that sounds good, or if you just want to support the show, show us you care, uh, you can head on over to patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg and chip a couple bucks in. That'd be great. Yeah. So this format was uh, one I drafted a lot uh, as I've been uh, selling bulk uh, mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. I had well over 3,000 um, cons, commons, and uncommons. That's crazy. Almost, ex- I think I opened one box that someone got yeah. me as a gift, and I think the rest of it was just drafts. Yeah. So I drafted this format a lot. That said, that was in 2014. Yeah, magic was a different thing then. Yeah, but yeah I think it's 2014. So yeah, things things were different, but uh, so it was it was a while ago. So um, I found an article for on Draft Sim, mm-hmm. kind of discussing the format, and then like I, there are things I remember that like I can like add to it, but yeah. uh, they'll have the link to the Draft Sim article uh, just uh, to like for you to look over reference yeah, some, material. Yeah, some of the stuff I kind of like. Uh, just kind of took uh, directly, 
and then other stuff uh, I just kind of like added, so you'll you'll be able to see the differences. Okay. Um, but um, yeah, I really didn't play any limited during this time. Um, I was kind of like just coming into my own as a standard player, um, and I had a limited amount of time. I know, like during this time, like you played a lot of Magic mm-hmm. um, because you didn't have like Hannah wasn't around. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so you had a, a lot more free time then. She was still in med school, so I was doing. This is when our shop would do uh, a Friday night, a, a draft for Friday night magic, yeah, and then often a midnight draft after that, yeah, and then a draft Saturday, and then often a midnight draft after that draft, yeah. And there were multiple weeks that I participated in three or four drafts in a weekend, yeah, between Friday and Saturday. Um, so I drafted this a whole, whole, whole lot, but it was a long, 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 long time ago. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it was a, a kid in a pandemic ago. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, so kind of the thing that you should know about cons is cons is a three color draft set, mm-hmm. right? We've had some three color sets, um, somewhat recently, Streets. We had streets. Um, I guess Ikoria wasn't really three colors. It was kind of two yeah. colors with the triomes. I think streets is the last one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I can't think of another and one. And I, I can't think of one in between cons and streets. There had to have been one that I'm just not thinking of. Um, There's been some, like, you know, like the... I think both Dominarias, Dominaria and Dominaria United, kind of were like, you can like splash around and you can have a three color deck, but yeah. the, but the, uh, cons was three color archetypes. Three color archetypes again, kind of like streets. Um, I think that the archetypes were a little bit stronger in terms of like being coherent in mm-hmm. um, cons than streets. And while, like, with any draft, like, there's a color pair or, like, a wedge that is better and one that is worse, um, cons, they were relatively flat. So, like, I don't feel like there was, like, a do not draft this. Like, uh, Saltai... Whatever was open, you could kind of move into. Saltai probably had the worst cards, and we'll talk about some of that in a little bit. But, you know, the other four were fine mm-hmm. uh and like salt eye wasn't great but it wasn't like you can't possibly draft this yeah um so you're fixing there was a, a few hidden archetypes too right yeah I, I think i have a couple of those later on like in some of the archetype breakdowns yeah um so you're fixing there are the fetch lands but they're rare right and uh, you kind of don't want those in limited anyway right no, they're not great. I yeah, mean, they it's are like, just a like dual an evolving land. wilds. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's an evolving wilds. Um, but there are the uh, uncommon trilands. So mm-hmm. these did not have a um, frontier bivouac. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mon- uh, Mystic monastery, nomad yeah. outpost, jungle hall. Oh, sorry, wrong one. Opulent palace. And yep. Sandstep Citadel. 
Uh, so they're like the Trilands that you uh, know uh, from modern magic, but they just they don't have a land type. They're just out of the right. battlefields, tap Trilands. And they don't cycle. And they don't cycle. And then you have the gain life lands that uh, mm-hmm. if you've played Popper, this is like the backbone of like two color Popper mana bases. Jungle um, Hollow, Bloodfell Caves, mm-hmm. Dismal Backwater, Swift Water Cliffs, Scoured Barrens, Thornwood yeah. Falls, Tranquil Clove, Windscarred Crag. That, that was the one I was trying to think of. And Rugged Highland. There we go. I, gonna, I have yeah. I have the file open and like I'm I missed one. Blossoming Sands. There we go. Um, so these are. Uh, they should be like they were in the other ones. Like these took the basic land slot. Mm-hmm. So like there's basically one in every pack. So this is like the backbone of your mana fixing in limited. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit more, but everyone's going to be playing tap lands. Yes. So the format is kind of inherently slow because the mana is inherently slow. Yeah, and also, I think we've talked about it on the show a couple times, but Morph is in this set. Mm-hmm. So for people that don't know what Morph is, uh, if a card has Morph, you can pl- pay, play it for its Morph cost, which is three generic mana, and it's face down, and it's a 2-2 colorless creature. Um, and then you can activate its morph ability to turn it right side up. And usually something happens when you turn it right side up. Mm-hmm. Um, but because it's generic mana to play it face down, you can kind of use that to fill your curve out. But at the same time, a gray ogre isn't exactly a modern playable magic card. So the format is a little, a little slow. Because I, of that, I don't think you would be surprised. You should be surprised if it goes turn one tap land, turn two tap land. Finally, play a three mana two two is like the yeah. first thing that happens on turn two. Yeah. Um. So the format is just slow because like the like, and you get the board stalls because you play a three mana two two, and then your opponent plays a three mana two two. You can't like attack into it, really. Right. Right. Um, so. I mean, you can kind of play a mind game, right? Yeah. Like if you know your morph is garbage and you suspect theirs is pretty good, you can mm-hmm. attack in trying. And... Yeah. Absolutely. Like if you're like, oh, it's you know whatever the the O six blue thing. Yeah. You're just like oh, yeah. Like basically, <laughs> this is better as a tutu. Yeah, like yeah, like any any value I get for this is better than the backside of this card. Right. Um. So you can think of um the morphs as a way to fix your mana. Mm-hmm. Right. So you know, usually you have to have the right colors of mana to play your spells. But if you have morph cards, you can just use those as like as long as you have three lands you can make a play mm-hmm. and it gives you more time to get your mana online. Yep. Right. So instead of having to have the right mana on turn three, you can have till turn four or five and then pay the cost to flip it. Yep. So like morph is secretly a way to fix your mana as well. And like what you actually play spells. Right. 
Um, they mentioned this in the draft sim article, and I do remember this as something that they had done. Um, they in the draft sim article they called it the rule of five, which oh bas- with the morph cost. Yeah. So yeah, basically, any morph that would eat a tutu. Mm-hmm. Anything that would trade up with a morph. Yeah. Or not, not yeah. trade that wins the fight. Oh, so yeah, anything yeah, yeah, that wins yeah. the fight, the morph cost is five. Yep. It's usually for all the common ones. It's usually like two, and then um, one of the three colors, mm-hmm. like one of like one of the the clan colors. So white, green, black for Abzan. White, red, blue for Jeskai. White, red, black for Mardu, uh, blue, red, green for Teemer, and blue, blue black, black, green, green for Sultai. There we go. Yep. I was doing. I was so proud of myself. Then I forget. Then I was like, oh, you you missed the best one. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> and so, m- any of the morphs that uh, if they flip would die to a two-two, mm-hmm. have a have a morph cost less than five. Yep. So if you block their morph with your morph, um, if they don't have five mana open, you know that you're going to trade your morph for their morph. Right. Um, and then, yeah, when they flip, like you said, uh, they usually do some ability. There's some that give trample, some that give... Um, Oh gosh, uh, that make tokens. There's mm-hmm. one that like bounce returns something to its owner's hand, right? So, uh, like some of the some of the uh, the morphs also give you like added value when they flip. Now mm-hmm. we should point out um, that morph doesn't use the stack. It'll be interesting to see how Arena does this. Yeah, just just happens. Yeah, you pay the um, mana and it happens. Also, you don't cast a morph either, right? I think you when can you counter put... a morph. Can you? I think. Uh, let me look up uh, some rules text I, on I didn't morph think you quick. cast a morph. I thought uh, it was an activated ability. It says you may cast this card face oh, okay. down as a 2 tier creature is a reminder text. Okay. Uh Oh, and then, you know, we're not playing in paper, but, you know, you have to reveal your morphs if it leaves the battlefield. If Oh, I it, wonder how they're going to do that. Yeah, they have, well, they have to flip when they go to the graveyard, but, like, when a game ends, you're yeah. supposed to reveal all of your morphs. Yeah. To So, in paper, this proves that it was actually a card that had morph. Right. And I guess you, you don't have to do that on Arena because it won't let you play a card that's not a morph, but I still want to see, damn it. It's in the rules. Yeah, so here we go. So anytime you have priority, you may turn a face down creature face up by revealing, uh, by revealing it what it is, morph co- uh, by revealing what its morph cost is and paying that cost. This is a special action. It does not use the stack action. and cannot be responded to. Only face down tournaments permanents can be turned face up this way. A face down spell cannot. Which should not, which is not going to come up. So yeah, basically, if you go like unmorph my thing, 
basically you don't pass priority they can't shock it in response does that mean you still have priority when you're done I, I don't know anytime you have priority it's a special action that doesn't use the stack and can't be responded to so it feels like you don't pass so I would priority. say yes yeah okay um so yeah and in the mana value is zero Again, right. should not come up in in the limited format um so there's gonna be a lot of three mana two twos staring at each other Mm-hmm. Um, another thing to remember is uh, this is a weird thing to say after like modern limited sets for the last like three years you could get to a point where you are short playables yeah right and if you're short playables you can play like a Mardu morph card in your salt eye deck yes that you're like I have zero intention of ever flipping this face up, mm-hmm. but I need a 40th card and a yeah. three mana two, two trades with their morph. Right. So I'm just going to play this as a three mana two, two. Yep. Which sounds wild in 2023. Well, yeah. Cause now three mana gets you a four, four, three, four, 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 five. If it's green, green, four, green. Five. Yeah. Yeah. A, a flying like three, two. Yeah. Um, so like a three mana two, two, you don't want to hang your hat on it and be like, oh, we're going to work here. But like, you can play it in this format and not like be behind. Right. Um, so this set in particular, well, one, uh, the cons is old, right? It's almost 10 years ago. And Holy moly, is it really? It came out in 2014. Wow. So it's nine years old. Um, By so, extension, I'm old. Yes. <laughs> yes. By the transitive property of old, you yeah. too are old. Um, cons is old. A lot of the cards are going to look awful by it's, modern standards. It's funny you say that because... I had asked you to help me with the show notes this week because I really didn't play a ton of cons limited. And when I saw the uh, that the card file was released and started looking at it, I was like, oh, like these cards are not good. <laughs> they are not. They're, they're just not good. They are not. Here's so, a four mana two five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how we used to play limited. Yeah. There's um, a seven mana five four flyer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So here's the white removal. I might go through all of it. Or but what so white has kill shot, three mana, uh-huh. destroy target attacking creature. Um you have um smite the mos- monstrous, destroy mm-hmm. target creature with power four or greater, four mana instant. Yep. Kills exactly zero morphs. Correct. Until they flip them over. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. And then the uncommon removal spell is suppression field. Oh, sorry. Suspension field. Uh, when suspension field enters about it's an enchantment. You may exile target creature with toughness three or greater until suspension field leaves the battlefield. So it's the uncommon white removal spell 
is conditional. Right. Now, is conditional because they don't want you to exile morphs and then have them come back face up. Yeah. Right? That makes sense. still, the uncommon white removal spell is sorcery speed, fragile, and conditional. It's also two mana. Like that card's usually three mana, so. Fair. Um, And then, like, the one that, like, I thought of as, like, hey, the removal is bad. So, I forgot if this card even existed. There's debilitating injury. Mm-hmm. One and a black for dead weight. Yeah. So, two mana dead weight. Um, you have, um, is it right of serpent? Right of the serpent? Right of the serpent. Four black black sorcery. Destroy target creature. If it had a plus one plus one counter, you get a one one green snake. Ooh, that's worth. Right. So six mana sorcery speed. Um and then you had throttle. Five mana target creature gets neg four, neg four. Yeah. And I have reached the end of the black removal. Murderous cut. Oh murderous cut. Yeah. So five in a black? With delve, but with delve. Um but yeah, like the, those are your black removal spells. Your red removal spells. Um, arc lightning, three damage, three mana for three damage divided up any, among one, two, or three targets. Mm-hmm. Um, arrow storm, five mana deal four. And if you have raid, it deals five. It's any target though, so you can dome a player too. You can dome a player. Um, or a battle. Or a battle. <laughs> those are those aren't here yet. Um Bring Low, four mana deal three. But if I had a plus one plus one counter on that creature, you get to deal five. Ooh, for four mana. For four mana. Burn away, five mana deal six, exile the creature. So None of these sound great. No. So this is very much a format of like use your use your creatures to like trade. Mm-hmm. Right? This is like a multi-blocking format. Right? Cuz the removal doesn't isn't there's not a lot of instant speed removal. It's not going to blow you out to multi-block. Yeah. And uh you want to save your like removal spells for their few really good threats. It's got to make pump spells really good though, right? <sighs> Probably, but then the flip side of that is, are any of the pump spells good? I mean, become immense is pretty good. Yeah, become immense, but like, so uh, white has Dragon scale boon. Like that's not unreasonable. It's four mana, two plus one plus one counter. Four mana for three. Uh, four mana for two plus one plus one okay. counters, and you untap it. Okay. But um, I mean, it's instant speed, and yeah, like, it's not if terrible. If your if your removal is so expensive, yeah. Well, like with the removal being expensive, a spell like Feet of Resistance, one of yeah. the white gives something protection from a color, yeah, and put a plus one plus one counter on it. Yeah. Like if your opponent spends six mana to try to write of serpent your thing and you spend two mana to counter it and make your thing bigger, you're yeah. super far ahead. But you're like, 
you want to like you want to save your removal for like wow i have like three removal spells that like can kill like if they flip this morph and it's a five five mm-hmm. i need to like make sure i have a removal spell to deal with it right as opposed to just like snapping off your removal spell early on yeah and like waiting for your opponent to like flip their thing makes them use their mana. Right. Right. So that is probably uh, better. But yeah, you don't have like the removal looks bad, but like in the context of the format is like fine. Now, because it's a three color set, we have three color gold cards. Mm hmm. And. We have a charm for each color. And yes. I know they're at uncommon, so they're going to be a little bit less common than obviously the commons. But if I'm remembering correctly, all of the charms were also a removal spell as a mode. Let's see here. Abzam charm is exile target creature with power three or greater. Uh, looking, I'm trying to remember. Um, I'm going to find them all. Uh, Just Jessica Jessica charm, charm is deals deal- four. Uh, to a creature, to an opponent or a planeswalker. Oh, okay. So not a creature. Not a creature. Okay. Um, so that one's not a removal. Oh, but it uh, puts a creature on top. Oh, it does. Yeah, put a creature yeah. on top of its owner's library. Yeah, Mardu Charm just deals four to a creature. Yeah. And then, um, Teamer Charm. Assaultite Charm is destroy a monocolored. Target monocolored creature. Yep. And then... So, yeah, they're all... I forgot that. They are... And then the teamer one is a fight spell. Mm-hmm. So they're all... They're all a removal spell. I mean, hard... Hard... In air quotes to cast, but... Right, yeah. Um, and also, they're all basically conditional removal spells. Yes. So. Yes, but like... Realize that four, five, six mana, maybe five, six mana is kind of the going rate for removal in this set. Mm-hmm. So where normally you'd be like, yuck, I don't want to take that. Right. You know, maybe you want to take it. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about the banners too. Yeah. They were not great in limited, yeah. if I remember. <clears throat> so the manas are a three mana mana rock that taps for one color of each of the clans and mm. then do they sack and draw you a card yeah yeah one of each of the colored mana and they sack and draw you a card so they were kind of like a locket yeah they were they were fine they weren't great yeah uh, i don't remember playing with them a lot but again it's a long time ago i remember like, I, I didn't really draft this set at all, but I played a bunch of Sealed back then. I was a huge pre-releaser, and I played a ton of these at pre-release. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so the creatures in general are not as powerful as creatures were are now. Oh, um, so, like Siege Rhino was, like, the best creature of all time and now sees no play. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, it was a rare, but, like, the commons yeah. and uncommons that you would typically play in limited just oh yeah right Lefable. like yeah uh going through the card file there's a lot of uh summit prowlers 
mm-hmm. of like uh, mana cost, power, and toughness. And let me tell you a story of their land in flavor right. text in the entire text box. Yeah. Right, where they just don't have any. Right. And here you go. Tusk Colossodon. Four green green. Six five with flavor text. Yeah. Um, so like the two mana, two ones with flavor text. Mm-hmm. Right. So kind of very different in terms of like. Normally, stuff enters the battlefield now, and you get like insta value. Not so much for this. Not so much for this. So again, like if you're like, oh man, these creatures don't look good. They're not in comparison. Yeah. Uh, Because the set's focus is morphing. Mm -hmm. ETB abilities have been replaced with unmorph abilities. Right. Right. So like, um, you can let a creature resolve and then kill it and typically not be behind. Punished, yeah. Yeah, so in modern sex, that's sets, ooh, <laughs> in modern sets, uh, like Counterspell has gone up in value. Because that way you prevent the value. Yes, right? This is a time when Counterspell isn't good. Yeah. Right, like, Yes, there would there are narrow times that, that like maybe you want to sideboard them one in, but for the most part, this is not a like main deck counter spell format, which mm-hmm. can be different than what we've played recently. Yeah. So, right, like counter spell is bad once the thing's resolved, and removal spells are good if when the creature resolves, they don't get a card and a half of value out of it. And you don't get that here. You're just like, here's my 6-5. And I'm just like, oh, kill it. And we move on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for 6 mana or whatever, but yeah. Yeah, like you're kind of trading at parity. Yeah. Right, but like you were able to do a thing on your turn and not have to hold up mana to like get their 6-5. Right, mm-hmm. whereas now like the, you know, the 4 mana 6-5, uh, common like draws a card or gains three life or something yeah and this is just like i do nothing right um stats are generally lower there's a lot more two ones and like you know vanilla three mana four twos yeah then there are in other sets Rotting Mastodon, five mana, two, eight, flavor text. Uh, there's the, oh gosh, uh, the the wall. This is kind of the one that got me. I was like, oh yeah. I tried to play this card. It's not very good. Uh, Kuru Dreadmaw, mm-hmm. four and a black for a four, four with Defender. A five mana, four, four can attack. Right. But don't worry, it has an ability. Sacrifice another creature. You gain life equal to the sacrifice creature's toughness. I'm not saying you should never play this card, but it's pretty close. Yeah. Um, Yes. If that that were a modern magic card, you'd pay two mana and it could attack. It would lose. Yeah, it would lose defender. Or like if you control another zombie. 
or yeah. like another crocodile or something, it'd yeah. be able to attack. But this guy's like, Mm-mm, no, I'm not. I'm not yeah, ever. Just not gonna do it. Not gonna do. It. You can't make me attack. <laughs> You're not my dad. He's like, Stop it, crocodile. Um. So just keep that in mind that there are like again when you're looking at stuff you're like oh man these these suck it's like no they were fine for the the, the time yep. the games are going to take a long time um uh no aggro decks not really like there are some like in the draft sim article they were like oh yeah like there can be a deck where you play like is it valley charger like the two mana two one haste valley dasher it's a two two okay. haste and attacks each combat if able but like not really like if you're two mana two twoing it like, like they just trade it for their morph and move on right um so there's not really like a super aggressive deck um and again like they're going to incidentally gain three, four life a, ga- a game because of their tap lands. Because of the lands. Right. So it's really hard to be like, we're doing, we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, we're just going to go attacking. There's not really like a one, two, like the, the James one, two, three, you're dead deck. Yeah. Right. Like there, those just really don't exist. So, um, just keep that in mind that like you're gonna kind of settle in, uh, like Abzan. The the clan mechanic for Abzan is spend mana and tap me on your turn so I can't attack. Yeah, right. Which I guess can lead to you being punished by them, like you know, attacking when you don't have a blocker. But for the most part, it's just like yeah, I'm gonna sit here and not attack for a few turns and make my thing good. Right. Um, and I guess that was something that you could do? Like, that was a plausible strategy? Yes. I distinctly remember, like, just boards getting, like, big and, like, just clogged up. Um, it does not sound like that's something I ever want to do. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to... It's going to be interesting to see how it plays on Arena. Yeah. Because, like, these might be, like, way grindier, slower games than we've had on Arena in a long time. Yeah. Um, DraftSim brought these cards up and I agree with most of them that, um, unlike modern sets, there are just stone unplayables Mm. that just don't make sense to have in your deck. Yeah. It's kind of something they've moved away from with fire design. Um, Mm. like what was the, the Innistrad card, like the naturalized from Innistrad that was like four modes. So it was just always live. Uh, I mean, there's return return to nature. Is that the like destroying artifact, destroyed enchantment, exile a card from a graveyard? Mm, maybe. I don't remember. I don't remember the Innistrad one uh, specifically. Yeah, I thought I thought there was one that was like just never a dead card. It might be. It might be. Or they slap cycling on it or something. Yeah. Right. Um. So. Uh, a race, which is like destroy target enchantment for a white. There aren't that many enchantments. Yeah. It's probably just a card that you'll never get to play. Fire mm-hmm. Hoof Charger is a one mana one one that you pay three or four 
to give it like plus two plus oh and trample yeah that sounds not great right like i know that mo- uh, one drops for the last few sets have been like actually playable and good no they are not playable and good in this <laughs> in this that's not one of them huh not one of them molten skin is like black for an enchantment that is like uh gets plus two plus oh and has two and a black regenerate me no not good yeah Shatter, there really aren't that many artifacts that matter in this set. Right. Uh, Feed the clan, two mana, gain five life. No, we're not about that. There's I mean, no... That card was modern playable at one point. Yeah. yeah. Um, But it's not... Um, like, there's no life gain synergies. Yeah. It's just, like, gain some life naturalize same thing like if a race is bad and chatter is bad naturalize is also bad Naturalize is bad and then you may be tempted to play lens of clarity which lets you look at any face down permanent at any time you don't really need to though if you know the rule of five you don't yes you don't really need to if you know the rule of five right like well they have three morphs i don't know which one to like kill um it is better for you to like make a suboptimal in air quote and like get a suboptimal result mm-hmm. uh than to kill then to play put lens of clarity in your deck <laughs> right like there's only one morph that you would really care about killing before it flips in that sagu mauler yeah uh because it's a six six trample hexproof yeah you cannot beat the, uh, that card. The problem with Lens of Clarity is you're never going to get your card out of it. Yeah, you're not going to get a card's worth of information. Right. Right, you're just not. So just don't put Lens of Clarity in your deck. Yeah. Um, then there's uh, some some bad rares that you should just pass. Retribution of the Ancients, an enchantment that lets you remove plus one, plus one counters to give something neg x, neg x. Oh, yeah, that card was bad. Yeah, like you spend these counters go on for one, two, three mana. And then you're going to be like, I'm going to pay more mana and then remove like six mana worth of counters yeah, to kill your two, two. And it's like, oh, my God, what have I done? Yeah. Um, hardened scales. It doesn't really matter. Right. Like, yeah, you're not going to be able to like scale that quickly. And again, it's not like you just get counters for like being around. Yeah, I mean, kind of like Lens of Clarity, you're never going to get your cards worth back out of it. Yeah, how many plus one, plus one counters do you have to get extra before you're like, this was worth a card? Right. And it's probably like four, five, six. Like, it's a big number. Um, Howl of the Horde, the spell copier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, duh. Like, those are never playable and limited. Deflecting Plum. Now, is there some equity and being to feel like you did the thing where you deflecting your palm your opponent's like six uh, power creature and you kill them with it the feel goods are immeasurable but the rest of the time it's just a dead card in your hand and doesn't really do anything so it's just not worth putting in your deck altar of the brood uh, one mana when a permanent comes into play target player mills two Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not going to mill your opponent out. 
and there are better right. ways to fuel your own delve. Yeah. Than to do that. And then the Dragon Throne of uh, Tarkir is... Uh, here's what I remember about it. I gotta go look at the actual text. Was it was like a pre-release promo? It was a pre-release promo. And it was like, why did they give us like the worst card in the set? <laughs> as a pre-release promo pre like what did we do to you magic um four mana for our legendary artifact equipment equipped creature has defender and to tap other creatures you control gain trample and get plus x plus x to the end of where x is this creature's power equipped hey you got to put that on a yargle equip three you gotta put it on a yargle you gotta spend four mana to cast it. Three mm. mana to equip it. And then two mana to tap the thing. But so it are... curves it curves perfectly. Of so on turn four you play Dragon Throne. On turn five you play Yargle. And then the next turn you equip and tap. And then they lightning bolt or they, they kill your Yargle. And you're <laughs> nine mana and a card deep. Uh, yeah, it's Oof. Yeah. Woof. Not not good. So, like, those, just let them go. Just, eh. So, all right. We talked about some, like, specific cards that are good and bad. And I think kind of, like, some of them make sense, and some of them are just like, hey, the format doesn't have artifacts and enchantments. You don't have to worry about it, right? Yeah. Um. Yes. Yep. Dragon Throne of Tarkir. That was the rare legendary equipment it <laughs> was a story spotlight to the point where they gave it to you as your promo. That's right. Right? That's one of, just real quick, how many artifacts are in this set? Oh, I don't know, like four? Um, 14. Yeah, but five of them are the... Banners. The banners, yeah. One's Lens of, lens of Clarity. Yep. And, yeah, there's a six mana, four, four... No text. Oh, and one's Ugin's Nexus. Mm -hmm. So there are no artifacts to blow up. Don't right. don't even worry about it. Um, so what are the clan decks? So there are we forgot one, or I forgot one. There are five clans. Mm -hmm. um, each has a three color like theme, and right. this format is really hard to just play two colors. Right, like, because there's just so much, like, overlap of of what the three colors do. It's kind of hard to just be like, I'm red blue. It's like, no, you yeah. are, just you have re you're you are Jeskai more than likely. Yeah. So what did Jeskai do? Um. Well, the clan mechanic was the introduction of prowess, right? So I'm assuming Jeskai was some type of spell slinger. Yeah, it was a spell slingery deck. Um, you had, uh, Jeskai Elder, which was like a one, two that had prowess for two mana that if mm -hmm. it got in, if it like dealt damage, you could loot. Mm -hmm. So like you would like attack with it and you use like the threat of activation Yeah. to, to get it through to like make your hand better. Monastery of Swiss Spirit at, um, Uncommon, yep. a, um, uh, the, there was a three mana two one flyer with prowess mm -hmm. like that was the wind drake in the set 
uh, somewhere Brad screaming at his phone right now. Don't forget about Seeker of the Way. Seeker of the Way. <laughs> One in the white for a 2-2 at Uncommon with Prowess. And when it uh, got Prowess, it also got Lifelink. Yeah. Um, so, like, it kind of leaned Spellslingery. It also, um, kind of the red-white side had a little bit of a tokens theme. Yeah, I remember this set had Hordling Outburst, right? This is where Hordling Outburst is from. Yeah, so yeah. three mana make three one one goblins mm -hmm. you also have um a trumpet blast plus two mm -hmm. plus oh and then rush of battle which is plus two plus one at sorcery speed for four mana yeah um they, they get to see it coming yeah um and then if you remember this time uh LSV's favorite card from this set, he has the artwork behind him when he streams, is Goblin Slide. Oh, yeah. Three mana enchantment that whenever you cast a non creature spell, you can pay one and you make a 1 1 goblin. Yep. The card is real. Like, you like can actually do Goblin Slide things. Mm -hmm. Right. And just like make a wide board while you're kind of doing other stuff. Right. Like, a card that would not work today. Like, I'm going to spend three mana and do nothing. Right. And then I'm going to spend another mana. I'm going to spend three mana and cast another spell. And then pay a mana and get a 1-1. One, one. <laughs> Why am I dead now? Right? But exactly. in, in this format, you're like, that's a perfectly... You spent three mana to not affect the board, and your opponent spent three mana on a 2-2. Two, two. Like well, yeah, I mean, if behind. you think about it like that, it's you're spending two mana to kill one of their morphs, right? Yeah. And, like, oftentimes the first thing that happened in cons was someone played a morph. Right. Like, there were not many ones, not many twos that were worth playing. At least how it played out at our shop. And again, this is long ago, like, the meta was, like, what you played at your, like, local store. But right. it was glacially slow. Um, right, your two mana two two with haste that has to attack each turn. If it just gets eaten by a morph, like you didn't really accomplish that much. Yeah. Right. Um, so uh, there's a lot of things that um, have prowess. Uh, this is where Defiant Strike came from. Mm -hmm. The one red, uh, the one white, uh, plus one plus o, a draw card, right? Like yep. those are good in the prowess decks because right, they keep your hand full. You're not gonna like storm off or anything wild, but you know anything that's kind of can trippy is good. Um, what is it? There's a blue card, something force. Um, let me look at it real quick. It's like one of the blue put a creature back in its owner's hand. Uh, force away. Okay. Um, right, like, this spell now costs one mana, right? Like, Fading Hope. Yeah. Right, but this is common, and you return a, a target creature with its owner's hand, right? This can kind of let you tempo stuff out. Mm hmm Right, like, you know, you get a couple, um, a couple creatures in there, and then you're like, okay, this is going to, uh, uh, like, get in an attack and like give me plus three plus oh or plus three plus three 
Um, so, uh, like, those kind of things. But we don't have, like, wasn't, like, a true tempo-y kind of deck. Um, Which is weird for a Spellslinger-style deck. Yeah, like, it just didn't. I don't remember it really having the tools. But, like, yeah. Jeskai Charm would like, could pump up your stuff and give it lifelink. I think Jeskai Ascendancy, right? Jeskai Ascendancy pumped up your stuff. Yeah. Um, super prowess. Super duper prowess. Um, Abzand had Outlast. Uh, so it was plus one, plus one counters matter. Mm-hmm. Basically was was what it was. And yeah, so, like all of the uncommon Outlast guys like gave creatures a keyword for having mm-hmm. a counter on them, right? There yeah. was one for flying, one for death touch. And and there's a common one for first strike. Yeah, okay. So, Anok Bonkin, one on the white for a 2-1 with Outlast, one on the white. So, the, what that meant, what Outlast, one on the white means is that basically reads, pay one on the white, tap, put a plus one, plus one counter on this. Only during your turn. Only during, only at sorcery speed, basically. Yeah. So, right, like, again, a, like, you know, you might be, maybe you get, like, two, three, but then on four, you might be like, all right, I'm going to, like, outlast with some stuff. And then we're going to, like, because, like, Abzan Falconer, a three and a white for a two, three, outlast for a white, creatures plus one, plus one counters get flying. Yep. Then there's the Battle Priest. It's a three, two for four mana. Uh, Outlast one, creatures get lifelink. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, you have all those keywords, and the green one gives trample. Um, here's here's a wild card. I, I, like, scroll past this three times. Dazzling Ramparts. Oh, I remember that card being awful. I don't remember what it does, though. Four and a white for a wall. Has Defender. It's an 07. A five-mana 07... With one on the white tap, tap target creature. <laughs> it is a it's got to be the worst tapper ever. Yeah, it's like a five mana thing, uncommon. That's like, yeah, just tap something; it'll be fine. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, this is a lot of like counters matter things, uh, like build an army. This is. Again, ends up being slow because, like, for your creatures to, like, do stuff, you have to um, put, uh, you have to take time and mana to make them uh, grow. So. Yeah, but, like, in that deck, though, Ebzan Falconer is, like, can win the game out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. Like, all of a sudden, your whole team's (laughs) airborne. I mean, even Anok Bonkin, when you're like, all my things have yeah. first strike, you can't ever block profitably. Right. Right. Uh, right. And then there's uh, Murek Nightblade. That's the Death Touch one. That's the Death Touch one. Like, you get yeah. Anok Bonkin, you get this guy, and you just have, mm-hmm. like, your entire team is... Wins um, every combat. Is Glissa. Yeah. Yeah, you just win every combat. Uh, okay, I, I had noticed the murderous cut art. There was a bunch of new art. Yeah, there, there's a reason for that. 
Uh, oh, yeah. Seb McKinnon has been sent to the Shadow Realm. Yeah. So all of his art has been replaced. Been scrubbed? Yes. That's a shame. I really liked his art. Yeah. But he, uh, um, I, I, you know, not always agree with the, uh, you know, making people go away. But then there's also part of me that's like, just stay off Twitter, people. Yeah. My job relies on people liking me. I'm going to say, <laughs> uh, I'm going to say nonsense now. No, stop yeah. it. Just don't say nonsense. Um, but, uh, yeah. So like, basically it's kind of like try to get some plus one, plus one counters and Voltron your stuff up, mm-hmm. but it does like take a while. And again, again, where are we at? Sidisi's pet three in a black for with lifelink morph one in the black for a one, four can't yeah. even kill a morph. <laughs> Just um, it'd have to cost five mana if it could kill a morph. Yeah, just like bounce, I gain a life. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's kind of like just slowly build up bigger and bigger things. Now you had mentioned Dragon Scale Poon, which puts counters on stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the ca- counters are better than just like plus one plus one till end of turn. But mm-hmm. like four mana is is a lot. It is a lot. Um and the, or like incremental growth. Mm-hmm. Like five mana for six counters is, you know, is pretty good. But uh oh my gosh. Um we're gonna take a quick aside. The card that has one of the best um like game mechanics relating to like flavor do you remember meandering tower shell oh yeah it's so slow it attacks every other turn yes yeah uh, it attacks when it attacks exile it return it to the battlefield under your control tapped and attacking at the beginning of the declare attacker step on your next turn yeah it's like it's like go away you're so slow, now you come in. <laughs> the like, big boy for five mana, though. Well, at least it used to be. It's not anymore. Yeah, five, nine. Yeah. With Island Walk, get some. Um, right. Take that, Pearl Lake Ancient. Yeah, really. Uh, where's the pl- Yeah, there it is. Um, Tusk Guard Captain, three mana, two, three. Outlast green. Creatures you control, plus little counters. Uh, have trample. So you yeah. can, like, you know... I don't know, what is it? Uh, make Zodia or whatever? Mm-hmm. Or you uh, just give everything lifelink, first strike, trample, yeah. death touch. Yeah, you flying. just make them huge. Usually, yeah. like, one or two of these, not lifelink, but, like, one or two of them is enough. Yeah. To, like, kind of, like, push through damage. <clears throat> but otherwise, you're, like, trying to, like, pick your spots to, like, grow a thing to be big enough to start attacking with it where you're like well I can tap this because these things can hold back their board as it stands right now mm-hmm. and then eventually in like three turns this will get big enough for me to like start attacking yeah um so yeah just a very uh 
just like a very slow deck. I maybe my my memory is colored by the fact that during the pre-release, everyone who took the Abzan deck went to time. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel like that happened a lot during this set in general, though, not mm-hmm. just the Abzan deck. Yeah, like even in standard, this this format was slow. Yeah. Um. And then the next one is um, Saltai. So Saltai is Graveyard Matters. Its main mechanic is Delve. Yeah. Where you exile cards from your graveyard to reduce the cost. Um, the Delve costs are really big in this set. Treasure Cruise is seven and a blue. Yep. Dead um, Drop was nine. Nine. Murderous Cut is five. Yeah. Um, you I think it's four, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it's four and a black for murderous okay. cut. I always think five, but you might be you probably are right. Yeah. Probably cast more murderous cuts than I have. Yeah, it's four and a black. Okay. So better. Um so you probably only get one, maybe two delve spells that you get to like really like knock the cost down. Yeah. Before you run out of graveyard resources. Yeah. Wait, this isn't like, you know, Tillerian Terror or um, like the, the other cards from Dominaria where it's like, how many are in your graveyard? Like you yeah. actively have to get rid of the cards in your graveyard. Which means every consecutive one is harder to cast. Yes. So you probably get one or two that you can like feel like I'm going to get like a good rate on this. Mm-hmm. Right, like you could put like dead drop in your deck, and then be like, "I'm probably gonna have to pay full cost for mur- murderous cut." Yeah, right. You get to put like treasure cruise, and then be like, "The other one, I might only get to take two or three mana off of." Am I okay with that? My hooting mandrels is five mana. Yeah, like I'm paying five mana for a four four. Yeah, right. Because I you can't possibly do that, and like delve stuff and then have enough food in your graveyard to do it again right so don't like be like i'm gonna take like five delve spells you can but know you're going to like get one or two of them at like a discount yep and then you can also like even if you're not salty right stuff ends up in the graveyard anyway and Mm -hmm. if games go long having like a single murderous cut or a single become immense where you might get to like on a key turn, be like, okay, delve all my stuff, kill your thing. And then yeah. still have mana up to attack or unmorph something. Yep. Can be One like a really big deal, but like, don't just be like, it's not like constructed where you're like, Oh, these cards are just like exile my graveyard, pay a blue. Like, no, no. Or you get to do that one time. And then yeah. all the other ones are like eight mana. So, um, there aren't uh, like uh, the the draft sim article brought up like some of the um, salty rares, mm-hmm. and oh my god, they they are pretty rough. Um, <laughs> Kerr Lichlord, a six mana four four. That at the beginning of your upkeep, you can pay two and a black and return a creature from your graveyard to the battlefield. It gets haste. 
and then oh, sorry, a random creature, and it gets haste, and then you sacrifice it at the end of the turn. Yeah. A rush. Uh, Rakshasa. Rakshasa Vizier. Yeah. Um, Five mana, four, four. And when you exile a graveyard, you put that many plus one, plus one counters on it. So, like, when you cast your one devil spell, you make it big. Right. Has no evasion. Right. Just then eats a removal spell. Gets chumped forever. Yeah. Saltai Ascendancy is also bad. Mm -hmm. Like, look at the top two cards. Put any number in your graveyard. So, like, a little bit of selection, but, like, not worth three mana and a card. So, like, some of the rares are pretty rough. They did point out uh, Saltai Soothsayer. uh, Two and Saltai for a 2-5. And ETBs, look at the top four cards in your library, put one of them in your hand and the rest in your graveyard. So, basically, an organ hoarder that is way harder to cast... Yeah. If you remember Organ Hoarder from the uh, Midnight Hunt, I think, or Crimson Vow, one of the two. Uh, Midnight Hunt, I Midnight think. Midnight Hunt, yeah. Oh, that's right, because that was the Esper set. Yep. Um, But, yeah, you have... Uh, so, like, Saltai Soothsayer is a fine card, but, you know, it's an uncommon, where, like, Organ Hoarder was a common. Right. Right, so it's just a... It, it's also probably a little bit better in this set, too, though, because it can fuel your delve. Yeah, it can fuel your delve. But, like, being an uncommon, you're not going to see it that often. Yeah. Right, so there's not there's not a huge payoff for filling your graveyard. Mm-hmm. Right? There aren't, like... I don't think there are any... There are some raid things. I guess there's, like, one... Like blood... Blood Horde? Blood Soak Champion. Blood Champion, there we go. Yeah. Um, I cast a lot of Blood Soak yes. Champions. But, like, that return from your graveyard... Mm-hmm. Right, like there's not like a lot of things to mill for value, right? Right, where like now you would, there'd be like six cards that like would return from your graveyard, or like would let you have, or that would have flashback or something. Like yeah. there's Bloodstone Champion, so like there's not even like milling for value really. It's just milling to fuel dredge, mm-hmm. which isn't great. Oh my god, we you already mentioned Rotting Mastodon. I just like saw it and I was like oh my god <laughs> right like a 5 mana 2 8 like this is why these games go long yeah this gets played You're never and, like, attacking through it none of your stuff gets through it right like yeah. this is why like saving your like crappy right of the serpent is like important you're like well I can never attack through this I guess I have to kill it or just attack around it. Um, so, uh, yeah, like you can Sultai, but like just be mindful that there's not a lot of payoffs for self mill. Yeah. Which is a little bit different than normal. All right. Teamer, a uh, big creature, go boom, boom. Yeah, it's basically all it is. Yeah, so its thing is ferocious. Where having power for greater matters, um, it is prim- primarily making a spell better. There's some writer on a spell that's like, oh, if you have a creature power for a greater, do this instead. Yeah, feed the clan is gain ten life instead of four. Instead of five, four or five or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
there's one creature, Heir of the Wilds, that has Ferocious, that when it attacks, it gets plus one, plus one. Mm-hmm. That card was actually pretty good. Like, it could kind yeah. of, like, attack through morphs and stuff. Um, so... It got Death Touch, too, didn't it? It may have. Uh, that card was, like, standard playable. Yes, it was. Uh... No, yeah, it has death touch. It's a yeah, two mana two two death touch, and then gets plus one plus, uh, one. Um, now, ferocious has the dreaded intervening if. Mm-hmm. So, it's going to. So check for ferocious when you cast the spell, or, uh, in air of the wilds case at the beginning of combat. And then it's going to it's going to say like, do you have a creature power four or greater? You do. Cool. Trigger goes on the stack for this. Yep. Then when it goes to resolve, or when the spell goes to resolve, it goes Checks again. Do you still have a creature power four or greater? Yeah. So if your opponent kills your four power creature out from underneath you, you are not going to get the bonus. Right. So just keep that in mind that um, your things are fragile. Sometimes your ferocious can be fragile. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's like a three mana four two, uh, no text in uh, in green to help facilitate um, uh, getting ferocious. Getting ferocious. They got words are hard. Um, there was a blue one too, I think, if I remember correctly. It was like a four one. In blue, probably. Frostwalker. I thought Frostwalker was I'm a three of? one that three one with the illusion text. And again, it may have also been hmm. from. It's not here anyway, so I, it. I, I do believe it's from Fate. <clears throat> oh, okay. <laughs> Shows what I know. Uh, it was it was one of the cards. I think one of the cards in the Ugin's Fate packs. Oh, okay. Um. So there, like, so there's some fight spells that, like, um, like Savage Punch, aka Bear Punch. Mm-hmm. If you have Ferocious, your creature gets plus two, plus two before it brings the beat down. Um. So, like, there's Canyon Lurkers. Which has a five mana five two. It has morph for four. Right there are some like high power low toughness. The Mardu Blazebringer is a three mana four. Yeah. Well, if it attacks or blocks, sacrifice it at the end of combat. Well, right, but it turns on ferocious. Yes, it, do- it does. Until it does the thing. Yes. Uh And then our boy, Summit Summy P. That's right. The Summit Prowler. Four um, mana, four threes. With talk, with flavor text from Natula or whatever. Yeah. The Hunt Caller. Uh, so you're trying to just like get some big things down and like beat face. Uh, again, like you can be kind of advantaged because, mm. right, there's going to be a lot of two twos on the battlefield. Um, a card that was strangely good 
was Wooly Loxodon. It was, it's a seven mana, six, seven, with more th- five and a green. And okay. it's just like, it doesn't add any of the red removal. It's just like oh, the I biggest gotcha. thing in the set. Yeah. Right. It like, uh, it like eats everything in the set. Yeah. So like, it's just like kind of the best, biggest creature and seven mana you can get there mm-hmm. because again format super slow yep. I, hopefully i've conveyed that to all of you format super slow so is this like a 18 land format um probably like 17 or 18 almost assuredly i think 18 is what i played yeah um just like there's uh, morph gives you something to do with your mana always, right? So yeah, I mean, pay- it always it also like makes things more expensive, so it acts like a mana sink. Yes, exactly. Like it gives you something to do on three and something to do on five. Yeah. Um, so just keep like so you want to hit your land drops because you want to get to five mm-hmm. because you're gonna have something to do on five because on turn three or four. You played. You basically put it on layaway, right? Um. Um. What was the other thing? Then we have uh, Mardudu. Mardudu. This what? is the one you forgot about. Yeah. So, what what does Mardudu do? Uh. Well, the mechanic is raid, so it wants you to attack, but like raid doesn't do anything unless you've already attacked, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're getting a bonus for attacking. You're getting a bonus from attacking. Yes. Like there, isn't there like a four mana three, three that like is only one mana. If, if you've attacked, uh, maybe, uh, I'm looking, uh, and, uh, probably the most common one that people remember is wingmate rock. Mm hmm. It's a five mana three four flyer, and if you have attacked, it brings another one with it. Mm-hmm. Card's um, kind of laughably, laughably bad in twenty twenty three, but yeah, it was a thirty dollar mythic at the time. Was amazing. There are only eleven cards with raid in the set, and two of them are a rare and a mythic. Well, no, okay, there are two rares and one mythic. Um. But like probably the the best of the cards was like Mardu Horde Chief. Mm-hmm. It was a three mana two three. Uh that if you had attacked, you it also made a, a one one. Okay. When it entered the battlefield. So like that is kind of your like turn like play a thing on turn two, attack on turn two, play Mardu Horde Chief, get a body. Yeah. It's kind of like what the plan is. Um like there's this bellowing saddle brute that's four mana for a four or five and uh uh ETB you lose four life, but if you had raid, you don't. Oh, okay. I don't remember this creature ever being played. I'm sure someone did, but I don't remember it. Yeah. Um 
like Mardu War Shrieker is like yeah, this is the one mana one because it makes Mardu. It's four mana, but when it enters the battlefield, it makes Mardu mana. Yeah. So that one's that one's pretty solid, and it's a common. Lets you double spell early. Yeah. Um, but like if you don't attack, it's just a four mana three three, which isn't really doing a right. whole lot. Uh, so like there's a lot of these that, like you're really priced into attacking. Like they have a fail case if you can't attack, they're not great. Yeah. And like if you attack, they're for the most part fine, though maybe unexciting. Um, so now those are kind of the like official. Here's what we're doing, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. There's a couple hidden archetypes too, though, yes. right? Um, we'll, we'll do we'll do the one that they mentioned in the article. Uh, they mentioned both of these, but we'll do the first, we'll just black white warriors, mm-hmm. where in uh, the Mardu colors have a lot of warriors, mm-hmm. and then so like you use uh, chief of the edge and chief of the scale. Chief of the edge gives creatures plus warriors plus one plus o. Chief of the uh, scale gives them plus o plus one. Chief of the Edge is probably a little bit better. Yeah. Um, And then just, like, play some warriors. So you end up with kind of, like, some warriors with Outlast, some, like, warriors with uh, more for other abilities. Like, you're just, like, kind of hodgepodging warriors and relying on, like, the fact that you hopefully had, like, one or two of the Chief of the Edge, Chief of the Scale. The Lords. In your deck. Yeah. Yeah, the pseudo-Lords. And it's kind of aggressive, but, again, not super aggressive. Then the deck that was my pet deck uh, is blue-green Trail of Mystery slash Secret Plans. Okay. So what are what's this deck doing? Uh, drafting every land in pack one. Okay, so you're five, you're five-color you, blue-green? You're a hard five-color blue-green deck yeah. because what you're doing is... So Trail of Mystery is an enchantment for one and a green. i got to read the text exactly. Uh, that when you unmorph something, you get a land. Uh, okay. Whenever a face-down creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may search your library for a basic land card, reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle. Whenever a permanent you control is turned face up, if it's a creature, it gets plus two, plus two until the end of turn. Okay. So, basically, every time you play a morph, you get to hit your next land drop. Mm-hmm. And then there's secret plans. Which is blue green, all morphs get plus zero plus one, or all morphs you control get plus zero plus one. So it makes all your morphs trade up, yes. win combat. Mm-hmm. And then whenever a permanent you control is turned face up, draw a card. Oh. So the way this kind of works is you, um, uh, Try to get if you get one of these early on. Mm-hmm. What you want to try to do is take a bunch of the lands early on, so that in the later packs you can play morphs from any color. Okay. So it doesn't matter, like if you are like blue green, right? You're able to play um, Mardu. Uh, you're able to play like Ponyback Brigade. Yeah. Right, because you have enough random fixing that you can play those. 
So you want to end up with a bunch of um, a bunch of morph creatures uh, that then pay you. Then you can use to get paid off with secret plans or uh, trail of mystery. Okay. The deck is fun. It sounds like fun. It has, it sounds right up your alley. It it definitely has a fail case, right? Where like you can sit down and just go like I'm going to take all the lands and then hopefully cut someone into passing me trail or secret plans where yeah. like you make it so no one's decks are functional because you take all the lands. It mm-hmm. got so bad that people started cutting lands early in packs if I was in their pod because <laughs> they knew I was just going to take all the lands. They were like pick twoing lands. Yeah. Right. So it's like get like removal, get morph creatures and then profit yeah um the the thing that makes this you know i didn't play on magic online or don't play magic online but the thing that can make this difficult is usually when you do this you you, if you're drafting in pod yeah you've made it so other people have worse fixing right and so you kind of get an advantage of other people are going to have a hard time casting your spells. You've taken all the fixing and then your deck kind of does its thing. You're not going to have that. Like you're going to play out of pod and you're going to run into like more functional decks. Yeah. But this was like my favorite to draft. And, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if you know LSV, um, Basically, only makes cube content now. Yeah. So, right, someone. I mean, it's what he likes doing the most, and yeah, there's not a whole lot of competitive play going on anymore. So, yeah, but but someone basically like made a cube, and like he just like invites people to like draft the cube and then play on Magic Online. Awesome. Um, Well, um, he takes Tellurian Academy so much. People just started hating Calarian Academy. <laughs> or he would like draft decks and be like, maybe in pack three I'll get Academy. Yeah. And this deck will be good. <laughs> right? I definitely fell into the I'm going to take all of the fixing and then take anything that gets opened in any other pack. Yeah. And maybe I'll get Trail of Mystery or in pack three. In pack three, or I'll get secret plans in pack three, and then my deck will be like functional or like yeah. good. Um, but like this was like my go to archetype, and so ideally, you get a trail of mystery, you get a secret plans early, and then you're prioritizing morph creatures and then the fixing to unmorph them, mm-hmm. and then again, like your normal, like take removal kind of situation so, in your five color deck. If you've set this deck up, is it more important to get the higher impact, like three color morph creatures, or is it more important to get the super cheap morph creatures to trigger like your trail and your, um, so the trail triggers not when, when you cast it, not when, Oh you, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, not when you I think it. it's more important to get the, the common three color morphs. 
Okay. So like that's why you want to prioritize taking a bunch of the fixing is so you can just play any of them and it yeah. doesn't matter which one you play. Well, because there's a cycle of like the ones that flip for free or basically free. They're all like, I think the black one is fine. Well, I, I mean, they're all pretty low impact. I just didn't know like how important it was to. Uh, I think you you want the like. I always did it with the five with the three color with the five mana three color ones. Okay, those were like you you want to be in a situation where you can flip Ponyback Brigade, yeah. and then like the next turn you can flip. Uh, oh God, what is Abominable? Uh, whatever guy. Yeah. Uh. Abomination of Gadol or Abzanguide. Like, you just want to, like, not care and just be able to flip them all. But, like, Abzanguide is good, right? It's a 4 4 lifelinker. Like, if things went, mm-hmm. like, a little sideways, like, you get to gain some life. So, like, I think that if I remember correctly, like, uh, Abzanguide was one of the better ones to get. Um, the Teamer one, uh, where you. Um, or it's like a five-five with trample, mm-hmm. uh, snow patrol or something. Snowhorn rider, snow patrol. Hey, that's, that's a band. <laughs> there wasn't there wasn't a magic card. There was a band. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other one is an uncommon uh, ice feather Aven. Oh yeah, I remember that one. It's a two mana two two flyer for blue green, which is like hot fire in this set. Right. But it unmorphs for one blue green. And returns another target creature to its owner's hand. Yep. So, like, you know, if you can, like, morph it and get paid with the with the Trail of Mystery and yep. then unmorph it to bounce something, like, you're just doing it. Yeah. Uh, but, like, uh, you just kind of, like, piece together um, stuff and uh, call it good. Uh, but you, it's a lot of fun. Um, oh, there's a one particular card that like didn't get called out in this draft sim article, uh, that, um, I want to bring up. It's not for, not for the blue green, not for the deck, but just like random in general, in general ride down. Okay. So red, white for an instant destroy target blocking creature creatures that were blocked by this creature gain trample until end of, until end of turn. Mm-hmm. This is like a legit usable removal spell. Yeah. Right? Like, it does not read how, like, a you would want a removal spell to typically read, but, like, it kills the creature, and since your thing gets trampled, you deal damage because now there's not a creature in front of it. Mm-hmm. It was, like, a legitimately good card. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a cross between a combat trick and a removal spell because your creature's basically unblocked, so you're, like, ideally you're killing their best creature and letting your best creature get through at the same time. Yes, so, like, I know it doesn't read as, like, particularly powerful at first blush, but it is, like, a very good uh, card and, like, a thing to, like, keep in mind. Right, like if they attack their four four into your uh, woolly ma- woolly loxodon, mm-hmm. you got to be like, mm, "Am I getting rode down right now?" Yeah, I better be careful. So, 
Uh, I think that's pretty much everything. The set is... It is... I think if you ask most people that have drafted since cons, mm-hmm. I would say it's probably in the top three of every draft set since cons. It's pretty high praise. I mean, um, we've had some pretty good ones. Dominaria, Neon Dynasty were both really good. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, like, it might be, like, the best yeah uh now this is from nine years ago right Right. like we might be looking back on it fondly but even like as it was happening i was like oh this is like really good yeah so this is one that you kind of owe yourself to get to uh uh check out at least try it out yeah and see how and, and see what it's all about yeah, but hopefully hope, we give you some pointers to uh, yeah. help make that go a little bit better for you. Yeah, hopefully you're like you you can be like, oh, I I I know this. And do yourself a favor if you see a trail of mystery, don't pass it. Yep. And I guess there's one one more thing, What's which that? is, um, uh, because there are the mana fixing so good, right? Like if you're Abzan, and you open Sagu Molar, which is four yeah. green blue for a six six, trample hexproof, right? Morph, morph, which you typically don't morph it. You're just like I'm just gonna like play this thing for, for right. uh, for six and win the game. Well, right. R- right. I, I'm assuming you're going with you splash it exactly. But the benefit is that even if you don't ever see your blue mana, you you can play it as a two two. Yes. Yeah. But like. You know, you're Abzan, and you have, like, three or... And you, like, are like, okay, I'm going to, like, get three or four blue lands. And... Or two blue lands and be able to play this. And it's never dead. Yeah. Right. Um. Uh, same with, like, Siege Rhino. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm Sultai. Right. You're not your Sultai with, like, <laughs> the Siege Rhino in your deck. Yeah. Or, like... You're Jeskai, and you hope you've cobbled together enough fixing. Right. And now, Siege Rhino's on the extreme, right? It doesn't have morph. It doesn't have, like, the escape hatch. Yeah. Right? But it was... It got Birthing Pod banned in Modern. Right? So... This is a thing that happened. It is It is very good. Yeah. Uh. So, like, there are just some cards that you're like, you know what? I can't really pass this. Like, if it's early enough, I'll figure it out. And you may, like, another thing to keep in mind, if you're on the, like, you know, five-color Trail of Mystery Secret Plans nonsense deck, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of times that your opponent's going to, like, be Jeskai and open a Siege Rhino. Yeah. And go, I can't use this. Mm-hmm. And like you took a Sandstep Citadel and then a Blossoming Sands and then a, uh, a Blue White Land. And you're like, I can cast anything. It well, doesn't imagine matter. if you're on Trail of Mystery, like you're playing at least one basic of all of yeah. the colors of cards in your deck anyway. So you just get whatever you're missing. Yeah. But like 
you know, you have the there's there's gonna be more times where powerful gold cards get shipped to you. Yeah. Because your opponent opens a savage knuckle blade and like doesn't feel like they can play it. Right. And you're just like, That card's fine, I'll take it. Yep. I can play that. Yeah, I can I can figure out a way to play it. I know. Or like what whatever card, like any of the charms. You're just like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So like prioritizing fixing gets you paid off on those later packs. Yeah. Right. So those, if you like look in your pack and you're like, there's some pretty like mediocre cards in here or things that are kind of like replacement level. Yeah. Right. You can just take the fixing. And if at the end you have six, seven, eight pieces of fixing, then you're just kind of taking like whatever. Right. Right. Like, Abzan Charm isn't good because you cast it on three. Right. Abzan Charm's good. If you cast it on turn five, it's still good. You cast it on mm-hmm. turn seven, it's still good. Yep. You're never going to draw an Abzan Charm and go like, oh man, I wish I drew something else. That's because you can trade it for something else. You can trade it for two something else's. Yeah. So just keep that in mind, like, that you're going to have situations where you're going to get past cards that are, you know, powerful that just don't like your opponents can't cast. That they can't cast and if you have the fixing you can. Yep. Uh but, you know, I would say like Abzan's pretty strong and um like Teamer are are, are good. Like they're just like kind of Teamer more so is kind of like just like like just like pure simple Stompy. clean magic, yeah. Yeah. And as you pointed out with like some of the cards you were like, oh, just get chumped for days. Yeah. I checked. I wrote in, there are only like two creatures with trample. One creature with trample. Here it is. Big creatures lack trample. Only two creatures with trample at common. Yeah. And there is a single pump, common pump spell that gives trample. Right? So, like, you can, like, you know, multi-block... Right, like, or like you're gonna get your big thing multi blocked and maybe trade for two things, but like you're not gonna. This, this isn't like Colossal Dreadmaw where like they can't throw a 1 1 token in front of it. Right. Right, like there's gonna be like your opponent goblin slides and then just slowly builds a board, chumps you for three turns, and then kills you. Mm hmm. So it's a different, um, so it's different than what we have now. Like the big creatures do have the problem of like getting slowed down. Yeah. So, with all that, I think we got a show. I think we got a show. So, uh, hopefully, you uh, enjoy drafting the format. If you have questions about the format, if you uh, want to send us a deck and be like, "Hey, I, I I did it. I got two trailer mysteries." Um, let's see it. Let's see it. Yeah, send it. Send them our way. Uh, Facebook, Discord, the artist formerly known as Twitter. Uh, and email are all all those links are in the description below yeah let us know how you like it i know like i said i didn't really get a chance to draft this set too much when it was out so i'm excited to give her a shot um real quick you if you're looking to support the show as usual there's a couple ways you can do it the first is with a tcg player affiliate link casualtryhard.com slash tcg surf on over to tcg player using that link and you'll help support the show while you do your shopping we would appreciate that. Uh, if you want to support us more directly, 
you can head on over to patreon.com slash casual tryhardmtg and chip a couple bucks in. You get to help support the show you love. You get to check out our pre-show, another hour of content out of us every week. You get a sneak peek about what we're going to be talking about the coming week in the form of our show notes. And you get put on my mailing list for when I have swag to send out. Um, so support us. It'd yes, mean a lot. Please. Thanks. We'd appreciate it. Yep. I got a garage door opener to pay for. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So with that, we'll catch you on the internets. We'll catch you on the internets.